Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey guys, so what is Thrivehood, you might ask? Well, that's a good question. I'd say it's a relevant life roadmap for young men out there who want to thrive as they're maturing boldly into manhood. From the very serious to the silly, I chat about a wide variety of relatable topics that both challenge and motivate you to do what needs to be done now so you can become who you want to be later. I'm Tim Williams, and this is Thrivehood. Hey guys, welcome in to another episode. Jennifer Swanson is the creator and co-host of Solve It For Kids. Again, Solve It For Kids podcast. You need to check that out. She is a very well-established author. I think she's got, I think she said 45 books now under her belt, children's books, and she's received a number of accolades. She is a, an accomplished speaker. As a matter of fact, she spoke at the Library of Converse National Book Festival. She's won accolades, for example, Parents' Choice Gold Award, National Science Teachers Association Award, on and on and on and on the accolades go. And she also is supported by a co-host by the name of Jeff Gagne and Jeff Got to talk to him for a few minutes, which you'll hear in a minute here. He served in the Air Force, again, the co-host for Solve It for Kids, and runs a space museum in Colorado. So there you go. If, if you're looking for credibility, I, I don't know that you can find it anyplace else. And I just wanted to bring this episode to you. Now, normally they might be talking to younger kids, but I don't want that to distract you from really the message here and what I'm trying to bring is... Even if you're a teenager and you're still trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up, just give it a listen. I don't know. Maybe there's something here. Maybe somebody out there, this might pique their interest. This might give them the oomph that they need to say, you know what? I'm maybe going to explore this. And I love what they said at the end of the podcast. So I want you to listen to both of them as they close out this episode. They had some really good things to say and a good message for you guys to listen to. So here it is. I have Jennifer Swanson and Jeff Gagne with me. How are you two doing? Great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having us, Tim. Doing great, Tim. It's a great day. Thanks for having us on. It is a great day. Jeff, you and I were talking before this that we were 
I was glad just to be alive. So <laughs> and it's the best way to start a day <laughs> uh, until I hear anything different. That's how I want to start every day that's and you... end it and end it that way. Right. <laughs> that's what he said, too, when we were uh, introducing ourselves to each other. So solve it for kids podcast. We'll get into the weeds of that here in a little bit, but let's just start off here. Jennifer, Jeff, who are you? What are you about? What are your claims to fame? Jennifer, I'll start with you. Um, so my claim to fame, I guess, is uh, I'm a children's author. I write, I've written about 45 books for kids um, from little kids all the way up to high schoolers. And my, the, my books focus on STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And, and my goal is to get kids of all ages interested in science and because with that you can learn how to problem solve and critically think and all of these amazing things even if you don't like science but all of the rest of that is really important right a really important part of your life so i'm an author i'm a podcaster and i'm a middle school science teacher great great good stuff jeff what about you uh definitely not a claim to fame but i'm a <laughs> former air force officer uh, who has started a family. I have a, what is now a 10 year old daughter, Zoe. She started loving science and space. Uh, dad is a former space geek. Uh, so I decided to reintroduce space geek into my life. So then I started writing children's books. Uh, mm -hmm. turns out Jennifer was one, was one of my writing instructors at a workshop I went to. And yeah. coming full circle for Space Geek and me, uh, I am actually now the programs manager at a space museum in Colorado Springs. I had yeah. no idea. I even read your guys' profiles on the on the website, but I had no idea. I am among some of the elite here. This is fantastic. Oh. I love it. <laughs> I don't know about that. But thank I think you. that every time I'm on with Jen. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There uh, you go. <laughs> I like Jen. I like what you said. And I'm already getting off. I told you, here's what we're going to talk about. And I'm already going off track. But I like what you said about STEM. And you talked about problem solving skills and the ability, especially in this day and age. Uh, you guys already know this. I've lived long enough. I know it. Good grief. I, I swear that's half of the battle in life is just yes. being able to figure out how to solve a problem, how to yes. how to resolve a situation, how to come up with a solution rather than always complain about the problem. So I, I we're already on a good track here with what you said. So let's dive in a little bit about the podcast, Solve It for Kids podcast. Yep. Rather than get into the weeds, let's just let's just back up a minute. Tell us a little bit about how all of this gets started. I know you might not necessarily be on the front end of it. You'll share that in a second. But how you came in, how did it start? How you came into it? How did Jeff get involved? Sort of just set all, set all that up for us, if you would. Um, so this was my pandemic project. You know, I was as an author, I was used to traveling all over the places, going to uh, school visits and book festivals and all this kind of stuff. And then, of course, you know, life stopped in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I started thinking about, um, I have been lucky enough to meet with an amazing number of scientists and engineers and interview them for my books. And the one thing that I think is so amazing and that I wanted um, people to, to see is how 
passionate they are about what they do, whether they make toilet paper, right, Jeff? Yes. <laughs> right? The he was fabulous. The engineering hand. <laughs> or or my my favorite, the let's see, what is it? How are you like a dung beetle with Dr. Ann Estes? <laughs> right? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, but that's that's where this idea came from is I wanted to get kids because um, that's kind of, my, you know, my focus, uh, mm-hmm. who, who, my focus group. I wanted to get them interested. And also, I will say this, when I do a lot of school visits, a teachers and parents come up to me all the time and they're like, you know, my kid doesn't know what they want to be like. They don't want to be a fireman or a policeman, you know, like the normal careers. Like they want to do some really cool, interesting things. Do right. you know any careers like that? And I was like. I do a lot of them. And, and that's kind of where this went, but the baseline of this whole thing, what I hope people get out of this is again, the way Jeff and I set this up is we try to ask them, how do they solve a problem in their jobs, which is what everybody has to do. It doesn't matter whether you work in STEM or advertising or whatever. And that's kind of what I think we're trying to do with this podcast. Don't you think Jeff? Absolutely. Uh, the podcast is really about getting listeners, uh, regardless of age, to think and yes. uh, think critically and use what we call cooperation and collaboration. Not yes. like those are new concepts, but when you are thinking and you are trying to solve a problem, one of the main things we hear from our guests on the Solve It for Kids podcast. Uh, in all different careers of science, is none of them are working alone. Yes. They are all working with a whole bunch of other people, some in the same career field, their colleagues. Others are colleagues in completely different career fields, but they all have to work together to get a job done. Exactly. Great segue. And let me follow up with this question. What would you say... You know, I know more. my listeners are more probably teenage to early 20s, but we still have some that are younger. But let's say we have a young man that's listening today and he's maybe he's got some skills. Maybe he's got some really some good math skills or maybe he's got an interest in engineering. Maybe share with us guys a little bit about what are some things that companies are looking for, what are some of the strengths? What are the, some of the things that they would be looking for if they were to, to peg somebody to say, hey, you know what? You you got something there that we want. So I would start with, and it sounds very esoteric, but it is problem-solving skills. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is teamwork skills, which yes. uh, you said nice segue, and I didn't realize that my last answer was going to be exactly my next answer. But while you need to have some of the actual, uh, we'll use engineering because that was your example. While you need to understand the engineering, you also need to be able to problem solve what it is that you are trying to engineer, re-engineer or reimagine. And then you need to be able to, and Jen and I have heard this countless times at this point on the Solve It For Kids podcast, you have to be able to communicate what it is that you are doing as an engineer to everybody that isn't an engineer that has to work on that same project with you. Well, and and the other thing I would add to that is that 
one of the reasons why, I mean, clearly I have a love of science. So um, my, if you go to my bio, it says I started a science club in my garage when I was seven. That's true. I didn't make that up, although it sounds like a nice story. Um, but I, I picked science and STEM because to me, it is a perfect way to show kids how problem solving works. Um, and if you start with that, because like kids learn the scientific method, they learn the engineering and design concepts. So, you know, you start here, you try things, they don't work, you go back and you do all this kind of stuff. But once you learn that within the STEM arena, which is, as Jeff said, like all of our guests talk about, then you can extrapolate that to everything else in your life. Right. So even if you right. don't like STEM, because I, I know, which, you know, hurts my heart. Sorry. But if you don't <laughs> like STEM, <laughs> you can still take what we talk about in our show and and kind of just take those problem solving skills and critically think. And I think that's really what employers are looking for these days. Jen, where did this where did this love come from? You said you started back in your garage at what, six or seven? How seven. Did, do you have any idea where that came from? Was it was your was your dad or your mom in that or was it a friend? How, what, what happened? There? Um, I'm kind of curious. I that, oh that that word right there. I'm a curious person. I am always asking questions. In fact, when I was growing up, that's um, my mom. My mom would say, go look it up. I would say, why does this? Why does this? Why is this? I was I was always asking questions. And so I lived in a very small town. So I used to take my bike and ride to the library. Even when I was, you know, eight or nine, ride to the library by myself. It wasn't that Ditto. And, right. And I'd spend hours reading the books and and learning. And I'm still many years past that. And I still... I have so many ideas. I have so many curiosities. And I think if you look at the guests that we've had, Jeff, right? Like, like you can see, sometimes we'll get stuck on space, but then we're like, oh, dung beetles. Oh, giraffes, right? <laughs> like we go all over the place. And someone has asked me in the past, like, how do you come up with the guests? And we're just like, I don't know. We just, whatever we think is cool, right? right. And it's all cool. It's all cool. That's, that is one of the things that really is a a takeaway from the podcast that we hope both for today and this episode with your listeners, but certainly for all of ours, is that we have already, Jen has already mentioned, dung beetles, space. Uh, we haven't talked NASA yet, but that falls there. Toilet paper. We There isn't anything that we have talked about that hasn't, fascinated us in yes. some way. Yes, that's yes. I would say that's accurate. Very accurate. So it's funny. I do a series called useless facts you can use and it's right there. It's Saw exactly. That. Yeah. And, and I don't, I have, I have very, well, I started to, I started to lie there for a second. I don't have any interest in science. Actually, I sort of do. I, the <laughs> Smithsonian channel, right. I'll watch that. Sometimes I get really yep. intrigued with, uh, with just the different dynamics there. And I, but I did this series because I have a little bit of a, a warped sense of humor. I think my wife thinks that I'm a little off, but, <laughs> but I, I've always been intrigued by useless facts. And there is a science element to that. Absolutely. Yes. That, that yes. a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that the, you can swim through the vein of a whale. I mean, it's amazing. Or that tennis balls are, 
are chilled at 68 degrees at Wimbledon before they play, you know, their tennis matches. It just goes on and on and on. So I I, I love how, you know, and I love your uh, excitement. I love the energy guys that you're bringing you. So you, you helped me segue to the next question here. Let's talk about you ask that second before you ask that next question. Be careful, Tim, those useful, those useless facts are all science. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> hey, guests, talk about maybe, I know you guys have got a lot of episodes, so we, we obviously could go down a, a major uh, bunny trail there with all the guests, but maybe pick out one or two guests, either maybe each of you pick out a guest and tell us a little bit about something that you think my listeners would find intriguing as it relates to those interviews. Wow. there There's a lot. You know, I think we have something for everyone. So we have we have a podcast about sea turtles. Um, if you're interested in sea turtles, you know, you can go and find out how scientists work with sea turtles. If you go to the dentist and you're concerned about going to the dentist, we have Why Do Teeth Decay, which is really a fun. And also there's another episode with that one. It's like, how do you build teeth out of soap? Which is one of wow. our really, yeah, it's, it's, that's actually one of our top episodes. And um, believe it or not, that is both of those episodes are by my daughter-in-law, Dr. Emily Swanson, who is Great. a dentist. Great. Probably a couple of other, my favorite ones are um, Dr. Brian Helmuth is the, un, what is it? How do you, how do you discover an underwater forest? How do you map an underwater forest? Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. There is really such a thing as an underwater forest. This underwater forest exists. Um, wow. It's like 60 million years old. It was, it was uncovered and on one of the last hurricanes. So you can see, you can kind of find almost anything. And if you can't find it, then send us a message on, through our website and we will go track somebody down. Cause we've done that before too. Haven't we, Jeff? Absolutely. And for my side of some favorites, because I am introduced in our show as Galactic Space Geek Jeff, uh, I am going to give you some answers from space. We have had mm-hmm. guests who, uh, one gentleman's job was to listen to the sound that the black holes make, I was which is an <laughs> absolute mind-bending thing. Wow. Uh, we have spoken to Dr. Alan Stern, who is one mm-hmm. of my favorite scientists on the planet, yes. who was in charge of the spacecraft mission that went to Pluto and is still working. Oh. That spacecraft is still going and looking for more things to study. One of his partners, Dr. Will Grundy, who studies alien ices yes. in Kuiper Belt worlds, And as if all of those weren't cool enough, we also had a guest who drives real rovers on Mars. Yep. And none of them are Einsteins. Every one of them said, I am just a regular person, studied hard, did what I had to do, problem solved my life along the way, and I end up getting to do this. I love what you just said, Jeff. I love what you just said. Guys, are you hearing what I'm hearing? I, I mean, I, I think I want to go get a degree in engineering and join these guys. I right? Mean, you, you make it That's so exciting. That's what I say exciting. that all the time. <laughs> well, you make it exciting and you make it 
you, you make it riveting. And it's something that uh, I think is very intriguing. And it's people like you, people like the scientists that you're bringing on and the those that are experts in the field that are making this world to become more of an of an area of understanding and being able to wrap our arms around just the, the average Joe like me of being able to explain some of these things and going, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. I, I, I got to tell you, more times than not, when I'm talking with young men, they are they're open They're They you know, it, it's it's in their sort of in their lingo. It's sort of like, man, I'm down with that. That's pretty cool. You know? And so I, I, again, I, I love the energy. I like what you're doing. So as we close this out, uh, Jennifer, we'll start with you. Leave us a parting message, whether that is a, a nugget of wisdom, whether that is uh, a piece of encouragement, you have young men listening that are from all kinds of walks of life, all kinds of backgrounds. We have listeners, as I know you do all around the world, not just mm-hmm. in America. Yes. So is there, is there something you would like to part with them as we close this out today? Any, anything specific? Sure. Um, be curious. Um, be curious about the world around you, about other people, and, and then follow what interests you wherever it takes you. Because one of the things that Jeff and I have heard so much on the podcast is um, scientists or engineers who are kind of like, I have no idea how I ended up in this career. <laughs> this is not where I thought I was going when I started. And you know what? That's okay. So if you don't know what you want to be now, tomorrow, next week, 10 years from now, that's fine. Just be curious and follow your path. If you would have told me when I was a kid that I would be where I am now, a children's author and a podcaster and, you know, speaking at the National Book Festival, at the Library of Congress, I would have been like, no. So just, you know, follow your own path and see where it leads you. That's great, Jennifer. Thank you for that. Jeff, I'll, uh, we'll close with you. Thank you, Tim. It has been a real pleasure. Listeners, mm-hmm. what I would tell you is very similar to what Jen just said. I would use the phrase problem solve your life. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have a single path already mapped out and laid out. Let me give you a quick version of Jeff. I absolutely love my life right now, including getting to be a co-host with Jen on Solve It For Kids. But high school, I went to college, got a degree in accounting, decided I hated accounting, didn't want to use it, joined the Air Force, uh, enlisted in the Air Force because officer training school turned me down. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six times. Wow. But then I finally got selected, became an Air Force officer, decided not to make a career of that, got out, did civil service, got out of that started running a junior Olympic volleyball club, did that for a while, became a life and business coach, did that for a while, became a children's author, started writing kids books and magazines. And that has led me to my current job of being co-host with Jen on Solve It For Kids and running a space museum in Colorado. You don't need to have all the answers, take them one step at a time. This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed by guests are not necessarily those of the host. Please seek the advice of a trusted adult or qualified professional on matters specific to your needs.
the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.